breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One zero one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, uh, Shreveport political analyst Scott Hughes. Scott, good morning. It's been a long time since uh, I've talked with you. Good morning, Mike. Yeah, I was in, and you were, you were taking care of some business. So sorry I missed you, but but good to see you. Thank you. Here you yet. too, sir. And uh, um, this is something that that. I haven't kept up with over the years, so, you know, I'm learning all of this stuff, so I'm looking forward to your expertise on helping me understand what the heck is going on with these district lines. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that uh, Louisiana will need to draw new lines to create another majority black district. Is that correct? Um, yeah, it, it is. I think it's interesting the way the way it came down. They actually, I believe, are going to allow air quotes allow Louisiana to redraw, which is really, I think, a good thing. Um, Louisiana has, over the last, I guess, twenty or thirty years, struggled with the potential of a second, what they call majority minority district. Um, that would be, in, in our case, African Americans with the ability to elect a African American congressman potentially. Um, it goes back really to what's called the Cleo Fields years and the Z Zorro district. But, um, we recently redrew the lines every 10 years. They count the people. They divide that by the magic number. In our case, it's six. We get six congressional districts. And Louisiana clearly has 33%, um, African American population. Um, the math is pretty easy. Six divided by 0.33 or a third is two. So most folks look at Louisiana and say you should have two districts where there's an opportunity for an African American candidate um, to um, to to be elected, and we only have one. We have a district that's out of primarily New Orleans um, that that you traditionally see an African American or a Democrat, which way ever you want to look at that, come out of. And we and then the other five have been drawn traditionally to be very strong Republican or white districts. And so it is going to be a challenge. But the courts have said they're going to let the legislature attempt to redraw. They actually have maps. When, when they did this, mm-hmm. there's already been a lawsuit filed in Louisiana, um, and the lawsuit was basically stopped. The Fifth Circuit, um, the federal Fifth Circuit, sort of stopped that. Um, they were going to exp- expediate that case, and the Supreme Court said, stop, don't do anything in that lawsuit until we rule on this other lawsuit, which I believe was the Alabama lawsuit, because the facts are very similar. And then now that they've ruled on Alabama, that came a week or two ago, now they're saying you fall into the same legal ruling. We're going to throw it back to you and let you redraw your lines. Hope that makes sense. Don't they go back to the courts though for like the final? Yeah, you go redraw your lines. Isn't that kind of the procedure? And then they got to come back into session. It, 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 that's what we're watching because yes, it first goes back to the courts through the Fifth Circuit, back to the lower court, um, and so um, that judge, I think. But I think what the Supreme Court was implying is. Rather than have the judiciary draw the lines, and there is a map out there because it has been drawn by um, sort of those that filed the lawsuit, I think they're really saying we'd rather go back to the legislature. So this is sort of a game of tennis, and the Supreme Court has hit the ball back in the other courts, and they've kind of said we'd rather the legislature draw their own lines and those 144 people in Baton Rouge decide on something, and that's the neatest and cleanest. But the, the I think the handwriting's on the wall if they don't. 
the courts are prepared to step in and draw the line. You and may that's have, where you, it gets interesting. You may have heard Sharon Hewitt talk to us about this a, a couple of weeks ago because she was heavily involved in these maps. And she told us the Zorro district really doesn't work, that it looks like they would have to go back to trimming another district out of the Baton Rouge area because we wouldn't have enough population in the Zorro district. Um, what do you say to that? I think she's correct. And um, the Zorro district really, the, the other thing about the Zorro district is not only is it really hard mathematically, for those, it's hard to do on the radio, um, but if you imagine a district that would that would start in Shreveport, a tip of it would be in Shreveport to grab a percentage of our black population, it would go across I-20 to Monroe to get some of the black population in Monroe. It would then go down the state to hit Alexandria to get some black population there and then go back to the right into North Baton Rouge. That's the Z they're talking about. And that's what Cleo Field was the representative of years ago that the courts really determined was not correct. And one reason it's not correct, because you look at a map and you go, who drew that? That certainly doesn't look like a natural boundary. So I think, Aaron, what you're referring to is this time they would likely not take that route. This time they likely would take the entire, probably 60% top of the state. You basically can draw a line where the boot comes across in Louisiana, where Mississippi sits, that ledge. You could basically draw a line across that ledge, and everything in North Louisiana would be one congressional district, and then they would sneak it down from there into North Baton Rouge to try to get enough about black population. So it's really going to be us. It's us and Monroe that probably get thrown together, I would bet, to try to get that that, that one. Um, or, or we would become one in order to be able to create the ability to get a second one that might be between Baton Rouge and New Orleans. Um, one of the things they're going to probably have to do is reduce the black population in the already dominant black um, black congressional seats, take that down a little bit mm-hmm. so they can move some of that population to another one that might include Baton Rouge and New Orleans. But it's probably Julia Letlow's seat that goes away. We probably will have um, the Mike Johnson seat will probably be all of North Louisiana. Mm. Well, okay, Scott, you're smarter than I am. I'm looking at a state map, okay? Aaron, I'm I'm holding this up, Mm -hmm. okay? Tell me how it's not fair to draw a line down the middle of the state and then draw lines across and create districts. If you have 10,000 people in this district and 100,000 people in another district, that's the representation. No, each district has to have the same population. Is that right, Scott? But, but well, each it, it, area it, it, doesn't have the same population. Well, that's the law. And, and, that, and that's the challenge, Mike, because the challenge becomes taxation without representation. You need every district to have about the same amount of people. And I, I, I don't have my, my numbers in front of me this morning, but from memory, I think a congressional district these days is about 800,000. What they really do is they take the population of the country and they divide it by the 435 representative seats that are allocated in Congress. And so you take that number, 330 million probably, divided by about 445,000 seats. And so each district is about 800,000 people, plus or minus a little bit, same way we do city council. So our problem in Louisiana, yes, in a perfect world, we do exactly what you said. And you always, you always want the district to be communities. It should make sense on the map. That's why the Zorro, the Zorro district never makes sense. You want it to be a nice block on the map. But when nobody lives in your part of the state, Central Louisiana, the Delta region in Monroe, to a degree, Northwest Louisiana. We're not a populous area compared to Baton Rouge and New Orleans. Right. That's why the districts get very small and very big. 
Um, and, and we only have six in Louisiana. We've been coming down. We've lost congressmen over the years. Um, and so ours have about 800,000 apiece. So to get 800,000 people, when Shreveport's the largest town with barely 200,000 people, you've got to cover a lot of land mass to get 800,000 people. When do you anticipate the legislature having a special session to do this? Um, I think the courts have said that this will be in place for the next congressional cycle, which is next fall. We elect congressmen every two years. Senators get elected every their six-year terms. And so the senators aren't, aren't on this plan. And so the con- congressional races are next fall. And so we still, we do have a whole year, really, um, to kind of take care of this. And so I, it, it'd be interesting to see if they get to a special session right now. Or I would, I would imagine they'd probably come back in the fall and take care of this. They could, in theory, wait till next spring and do it in the regular session with the newly elected really logi- with the newly elected lawmakers, right? With the newly elected lawmakers, that's going to be the political interesting part. Mm-hmm. Does this body want to take care of it before they all get out of office this fall, or do they want to perhaps wait because you could see you could you could, in theory, see the legislature change and become even more conservative? But that's not the issue. The issue is they have to find a way to make six congressional seats. And they're going to have to cut somebody out. And you talk about power politics, you're messing with a U.S. congressman. This could get very interesting. Mm-hmm. Shreveport Security Systems Message Board, David, says, doesn't it sound extremely racist to say that only black people can represent black people and only white people can represent only white people? That is offensive. Well, and, and I, the, the, the comment's a justifiable comment. You'd like to think we live in a world where anyone can represent anyone, but we have over 200 years of historical voting patterns that that, that demonstrate the, the opposite, and that's what the federal courts are getting involved with. And then they've actually backed off of what was called the free filing clause in the Voter Rights Act, and so that's why many people thought that they could go and kind of do whatever they wanted to do because you didn't have to get it pre-cleared by the Department of Justice. But the, the, the federal judiciary has clearly sent a message through Alabama and now Louisiana, and probably going to be North and South Carolina as well. Those are coming probably next week, where they're going to say no. There still are some requirements where we believe that the legislatures need to be fair in how they're drawing these districts. And what you're really seeing, it's on both sides. We're a red state that's drawing red lines. There are blue states that draw blue lines. What they're really looking at is a legislature probably taking advantage of its, its majority to draw politically expedient districts rather than try to draw a district that fairly represents the state. And ultimately, if legislatures can't get this right, the, the, the courts have kind of indicated they're happy to step in and draw the line. Scott Hughes, political analyst, thanks for your time. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. More, more. What do you say? Not, well, it's kind of controversy. Yeah, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, it's a minor deal. But in the you know, when you hone in on it, it's like kind of symbolic. Of of uh, is this more? Is there more to come? Is what I'm worried about. And I think a lot of people are worried about. It. Here's what we're talking about. There is a bus stop. That was built on Texas Street downtown, the 200 block, uh, for Sportran. 
you know, with the, the, the bench, the cover, you know, a nice one so people can be out of the weather. It was funded by federal grant money. You know, Sportran applied for some grant money to put some right. of these bus stops in. They got it. They held community meetings, Sportran did, to find out, you know, where are the best places for these. We want one, you know, on, on Texas Street in this block. Where's the best place for it? They identified the place for it. Now, this is on Texas Street, right mm-hmm. at the corner of Spring in Texas. At the, yep. Basically, catty corner from the uh, the bridge coming across the river. Right. It's in front of Style Bar. Right. Which is right there near Texas and Spring at the corner. Um During the hearings, the Sportran director told the city council yesterday that there were no objections to the location they proposed for it to be built. So they moved forward. That was their recommendation that it be built there from Sportran. And so they built it in front of the style bar. Well, now, and these were, these were done, these hearings and all were done last year before the new city council took over. So Lavette Fuller was representing downtown. So she was involved in this. And I have talked to her about it too. But now the owner of Style Bar has asked that it be moved 15 feet because they don't want it right exactly where it is, right in front of their business. Sportrans... It's already been constructed. It's already built. Yeah, it's there. It's already there. there. Alan Jackson proposed an ordinance to move it 15 feet. The city to pay the tab to move it a five grand. This isn't federal money to move it now. It's city money. Now it's city money. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the council approved that on a four to three vote yesterday. Along racial lines, Gary Brooks represents the area. He was not involved in the ordinance, nor was he involved in the discussions last year. He wasn't on the council, you know, obviously. Right. So he was like, that should be legislation that comes from me. You know, that's my district. I represent that district. And the, here's my problem. The Sportran guy got up and said, this sets a dangerous precedent. When you have a business well, owner sure. say, yeah. I don't want it in front of my business. Can you move it? Um, and the council agreed to move it. So, so the council voted four to three, four to three, to spend five grand of city money to move it fifteen feet. Now, what if the business fifteen feet down the way doesn't want I'm it? I'm looking at that. I'm trying to figure fifteen feet. That's just the next one. It looks like Inferno. Is that right in front of what Inferno if Inferno now? Inferno doesn't want it. Or what, or, if, or what if you're what if you're a business out on 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 Yuri Drive and you don't want it right in front of your business? You go, hey, there's a bus stop here. I want I, move it. I want you to move this. I don't like it here. It's interfering with my business. You're gonna move it now? Let's say let's use yeah. my area. Let's say on Knight Street, right by the Walmart. It's on that side of the that the other side of the road where there are businesses. What if they say we don't want this whole crowd from Walmart gathering in front of our business? Move it. You are now. You've set the precedent. Now I'm. I'm going to say move it because it's interfering with my business, or I'm taking you to court. You let one business dictate to you. One, now one person, one business owner said, "I don't like it here. Move it. Give me the reasons why you don't like it. You're open at night when the buses aren't running. Why is that bus stop interfering with your business? When there's people at that bus stop, you're not even open. Mm-hmm. So I. The the thing is, it's again, it's $5,000. It's not a big to-do. It's not a big subject. But what's next? You're is setting the, you're yeah. setting a dangerous precedent. Yeah. Will the mayor veto it? That's be interesting to see. We'll, what to watch. We'll keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Micah McCarty.
1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, uh, meteorologist Richard Lewelling from the Weather Channel joining us this morning in this excessive heat. Richard, thanks for talking with us this morning. Good morning. How bad's it going to get today? How, how hot for the temp and then the um, the heat indices? Well, we're looking at temperatures today around uh, 101 today. So, factor, excuse me, factor in the humidity, and we're probably talking about a heat index around uh, 108, 109 degrees today when you factor in the humidity. Uh, we're just going to be uh, one shy of the record, uh, which was set back in 2009 of 102 for this date. And uh, we have a chance to see a record high temperatures all the way through the end of the week. 103 is our expected high for tomorrow and uh, 102 again on Friday, and we'll be near the century mark on Saturday. I think by the end of the weekend, we will start to see a little bit of a reprieve from the heat, but it's still going to be pretty hot all the way through July 4th, the way things are looking right now. We're not even into July as we head into July and August. Uh, is this is this pretty much what we're going to be looking at for the remainder of the summer? I think we're going to be edging a little bit above the averages. I was just looking over the, the data from the Climate Prediction Center trying to get an idea of what we can expect here in the Arklatex, at least for the next uh, 30 days. And right now they're saying that temperatures are going to continue to run slightly toward uh, above average. So, you know, if average is in the low 90s, you know, that we normally see this time of the year, low to mid-90s for actual temperatures, we'll probably look at that or probably just slightly above average uh, for temperatures as we uh, move on uh, through the rest of this month and on into the month of July, the way things are looking right now. And I was looking at how many 100-degree days on average we get here in Shreveport a year, and we get six. Uh, we have over 87 days, though, that are above 90 degrees. And I was just crunching some numbers to see how many 90-degree days we've had so far just in the last two months, and we've had 29 so far. So we are well on our way to getting to that to 87 number to get us to an average summer, you know, so – you know, the, we're, we're definitely getting there in regards to what we normally see. This is kind of unusual to see this extreme heat for a large expanse of the country like we're seeing right now. You know, right now the, the, the ridge basically extends from New Mexico and all of Texas across Louisiana and the Gulf Coast. And it looks like it's going to expand further eastward as we move on through the next couple of days, eventually getting on over into Alabama and Georgia and the Carolinas as we move on toward the uh, start of the long holiday weekend coming up. Richard, uh, you know, we, we typically tell people that are new to this area, you know, when they get here in the spring, we're like, wait till August. Um, Richard, sure. Richard, it's June. Yeah. Um, we're not, well, yeah. yeah. We typically don't get this hot in June. Yeah, that's right. Our hottest day on average is August 12th here in Shreveport. So we still have a long way to go to get to august 12th and and our hottest day of the year here on average so you know we've got a long way to go this summer is going to last a good while the way things are looking you know in regards to temperatures you know in regards you know so far you know last this month so far just calculating the number of days we've had 22 days so far where temperatures have been 90 degrees or greater so you know this is kind of what we you know we're just in store for a long hot summer and you know and i wouldn't be surprised if we saw you know, more triple-digit heat coming as we get further into July and August. But, you know, kind of unusual that we're getting it, 
this kind of early in the season in regards to things, you know, when we're already talking about record high temperatures for several days coming up at the end of June, you know, this is kind of an indication of what the summer could be like, mm. you know, a little bit later on. So kind of get ready, make sure your air conditioners are working and, and keep, uh, you know, make sure that you're doing all the things that you can to keep cool. Make here sure we have power. <laughs> yeah. yeah, make sure. Yeah, the good news about that is I was looking at the the storm track, and it looks like you know the the way this ridge has bubbled up into southern Arkansas and southern Oklahoma right now. It's taking the storm track further to the north of us now. So I don't think we're going to see much in the way of any shower or thunderstorm activity until we start to break the back of this heat wave late in the weekend. I think that's will be our next chance that we'll see an afternoon shower or storm in here. I remember a T-shirt years and years ago in New Orleans in a shop down down in the in the quarter, and it said, "It's not the heat; it's the stupidity." <laughs> but and, and we laugh about the humidity, but it really does make a huge difference. You know, when you're in Arizona and it's 97 degrees, it doesn't feel like 95 degrees here. The humidity really is a factor in in what we have to watch out for. Yeah, I grew up on the Gulf Coast myself, and you know, and when you're dealing with you know dew points that are in the you know upper 60s and low 70s, and you're talking temperatures that are you know in the upper 90s and low 100s, it just makes it just feel even worse in regards to you know the way that the air feels. It feels thick and sticky, and it's just a terrible feeling you know when you're dealing with those higher dew points you know and that's what we're going to be dealing with here for the next couple of days at least we don't have any rain to deal with the rain would be great if we you know if we could get some Mm -hmm. but usually if if we get rain this time of the year it comes with the other side effects strong winds and lightning which you don't want those in these type of temperatures when you're going to be looking at several days of triple digit heat that's going to be sticking with us, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the that's the worst the worst part about this. I mean, if it was New Mexico and Arizona, or even West Texas, where dew points are in the single digits or twenties, yeah, it's a it's it's a different ball game in regards to that. Richard, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. We'll mm-hmm. touch base. Hey, cool. Mm-hmm. You too. One zero one seven FM. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Oh, hang on, hang on. I just got an email. Mm-hmm. It's from a Nigerian prince. Oh, click on that. Oh, nice. Aaron, I may be able to retire. Yeah, yeah. Should I click this link? You know, something was said yesterday in our meeting that this real and Ruben. Thank God for Ruben, or I would be like full of viruses. <laughs> I could rephrase that. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ruben. Oh, man. Uh, people are, like, let's say I get emails daily from Ruben, which I do. Right. Um, you know, every day I get a, a, a email or two from Ruben. They are now taking Ruben's name. You mean scammers? Yeah, scammers. Yeah. And they are sending me an email from Ruben saying, hey, have you seen this great deal from Amazon? I know you would love it. Right. And it comes from Ruben. It'll it'll pop up as my name, but if you look close at the uh, the actual email address, if, if it'll you just be hover different. over it'll the be name, you'll see the email address. Right. 
Oh. I got an email from my brother-in-law in Atlanta. This is months ago. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mike, how are you? Bye, 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 bye. You know. Right. Can you help me out? I'm like, yeah. well, you, you know, he never emails me. Right. Well, what, what, you know. What's up? And and I replied. And he said, I, we got a girl here in our church or something like that. Mm-hmm. Need some help. Can you buy some gift cards? <gasps> from oh, no. such and such. And I'm like... You're uh, close to doing this. I'm cl- So I'm like, well, uh, yeah. I'll help. Sure. And then, and then they write back. I don't need the actual card. Just send me the numbers. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Went, oh, yeah. I'm wow. going to do this. And so I call him. You know, I call him. I said... Dude, he goes, no, no, no. Oh, you weren't the first victim. He goes, yeah, I got, I got hit. He goes, these Man. are going out all over. He says, don't do. It. I said, well, no. I what, once I got that, I said, no, I'm not doing. But to send it from from like from your brother-in-law or for Reuben, right? To me, I'm really prone to open that baby and well, figure I out what Reuben needs. It, but I didn't click on any links. Okay, or send him any cards. Oh no, hell but no. if Reuben sent me a link. I'm probably going to open it. I right. trust Ruben. No. You shouldn't trust Ruben? <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. But like like Ruben said, you know, check the email address. Now we have to go do that. Oh, yeah. Even from our friends, our kids, our, whoever. Well, and anybody that works in any corporate situation has had to go through the training. Oh, boy. How to spot phishing emails. Yeah. And, 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 and Can you take my test for me this year? We're going to have to take another <laughs> test, I'm sure. I don't know that I'm much better than oh, you are. Oh, man. Man. I'm so bad, and it's getting worse. Every day I get an email. Hey, Aaron. I'm like, okay, Ruben, look. You got to look at this. Well, Ruben's and, looking at my emails now. And they make it look like the Chase Bank logo. And the, yes. you know, it looks like, oh, this is from Amazon. Your package will be delivered today. Click yeah. here to find out what time. Yeah. Okay, cool. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank coming, you, Ruben. Coming up after the news at 7, we're going to talk with uh, Kettle Parish Coroner Todd Toma, uh, giving us information about signs to watch out for if you're getting too hot. Micah McCarty, 101. One zero one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Cattle Parish Corner. Doctor Todd Toma joining us this morning. Todd, good morning. Thanks for talking with us. We appreciate your time. Uh, no problem, Mike. Nice to hear from you guys. We uh, we know it's hot. We had somebody <laughs> yesterday over the weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. o- over the weekend. Just confirmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That uh, that what. I don't, uh, Aaron, you Todd, did the you, news story. Yeah, I know it, he, he was found on near Fairfield, is that right? Yeah, near Fairfield and was a Bozier man, correct, Todd, that uh, died apparently from heat-related causes, correct? Yeah, this is uh, the second one that we've had so far. Um, the other one was out in the parish. And these are, these are not, these are people, you know, under 65. Uh, this one's under 50, correct? These are, these are people you correct. wouldn't expect this would be a, a problem for, but it is. Yeah, it's not really an age-related problem. I mean, it, it, it is more common in the very, very young and the very, very old. It can happen to anybody. 
your phone's breaking up a little bit. Can you give me, um, Dr. Toma, can you give me kind of some early warning signs for if you need to get out of the heat, if you need to drink water? What do we need to look for? Uh, I, I apologize if we have a bad connection. Aaron, it's a, it, it's a spectrum of diseases, and um, it can run anywhere from, from just prickly heat uh, to, to heat cramps, up to heat exhaustion and heat stroke. Needless to say, heat exhaustion and heat stroke are the are the really bad ones. Um, heat exhaustion is people feel like they have the flu. They have headaches, body aches, uh, uh, muscle cramps. Uh, they may not sweat very well. They start to get nauseated and fatigued, and that's an early warning sign that you're having a heat-related illness. And in situations like that, you need to take care of yourself and, and fix the problem. You need to be in a, a cool, well-ventilated set space. There needs to be a, a fan going. You can uh, wet down your clothes and put cool clothes on or get in a cool bath of water. Um, you want to wear light cotton clothes and, and make sure ceiling fans or box fans are on to try to keep yourself cooled down. On the other side of that, heat stroke is a sudden medical emergency. That's the one that ends up killing people. What happens is your body can no longer dissipate the heat, and the heat ra- rapidly rises up to 106, 107, 108 degrees. And, and a lot of times you may not have a lot of warning signs when that's happening. And mm. people have a, a sudden loss of consciousness. They may have seizures. Um, they lose, they, they pass out. That's a medical emergency. And most of the time you're, you're relegated to other people helping you. You call 911, you cool the body down, you put some cool water on it. Uh, you get them out of the direct heat as you can while you're waiting on the medical people. And, and that's the one that's a, a dire emergency. That has to go to the emergency department, get the temperature lowered very quickly, or people die. Yeah, if you stop sweating, that's when you have the real mm-hmm. problem. That's one of the classic signs, but it's not necessarily true. That You can have what's called exertional heat stroke. That's the one where you see people that are playing tennis and exerting themselves on hot days on asphalt surfaces, and, and all of a sudden they'll just drop down, but they may still be sweating at the same time. But the traditional heat stroke is, yeah, they'll, people will stop sweating. When we get a heat index up to 110, 115, how long is too long outside for someone who's not accustomed to it? I mean, is there is there a time frame to kind of watch out for? There's not necessarily a time frame. Um, people that, that stay out of there in a long time are acclimated. People in the south are, are acclimated to the heat. So we don't actually see as many heat strokes down here in the south as they have up north because those people aren't acclimated. Um, people who work outside all day, et cetera, are, are less prone to having something like this happen. But people who who are dehydrated, uh, people who are are hung over after a, after a, a week, a night out or something, mm-hmm. people like that are at high risk. There are other people that take certain medications that that make people at higher risk. They're they're mostly psychiatric medications um, that make them at higher risk. But you know, people who are prone to it, like I said, the very very young. If you don't take a child out in this heat, the the very old people who aren't acclimated should stay out of it completely. People who are are not as acclimated but have to go out for whatever reason need to wear light colored cotton clothes, adequately hydrate, drink plenty of water, try to avoid direct heat because they are at risk. 
And people think, well, on a hot day, nothing better than a cold beer or even a oh, cold yeah. glass of iced tea. Mm-hmm. But those aren't actually the best things to drink because they're diuretics. Is that correct? Well, they're not necessarily bad. But, yeah, uh, they're predominantly water, and you can hydrate a little bit with them. But, yes, the caffeine and the alcohol can act as a diuretic. You won't actually lose water, but you won't gain as much water as you as if you just drank water, good, cool water. Doc, uh, excuse me, Doctor Toma, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> Almost no said, problem, Mary. Uh, um, <laughs> let me let me ask you this: There is some concern too uh, about this is June. Um, you this isn't your first rodeo. Um, we typically don't see this kind of heat, excessive heat, and we're going through a few more days of it uh, this early. Do we? Am I wrong? No, you're you're right. Um, we do get it every year, not necessarily in June, but you know people get at risk when the temperature starts getting up around you know seventy five, eighty degrees. Um, it's just a higher risk when the temperature gets up to a hundred or a hundred, you know, a hundred and five. What we see sometimes, uh, the risk gets higher. But heat related illnesses happen before the temperatures get anywhere near that point. Okay, so the, before we let you go, some sign, quick signs to watch out for and quick things you can do to, to turn it around. As, as I mentioned, um, signs that you look for are symptoms similar, similar to the flu, body aches, headache, fatigue, nausea, etc. If you start to have something like that and, and you're in a hot environment, you need to cool down. You need to adequately hydrate, uh, spray a little water on your clothes, take a cool bath, uh, make sure the fans are going, uh, circulate air in the house or outside, and get out of the direct heat. And check on your neighbors and the elderly. Definitely, this time is a good time to do that, right? Absolutely. Dr. Todd Toma, Cattle Parish Coroner, thank you for talking with us this morning. Always a pleasure, guys. Nice to talk to you, too. Seven FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Did you spank when, your cheering? I, yes. Okay. I didn't have to that often. I'm the same. Um, I, I wasn't, a, a, you know, um, uh, what's, oh my gosh, I wasn't opposed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I really didn't have to. Other things worked better for me. You know, like taking away their things or things they love. That was that was always a better for better one for me. My son told me one time we were just talking just the other night on the phone, and he said, "Dad, he said I, I remember we were talking to I don't know a movie or whatever." And I said, "What? You've never seen it?" And he goes, "You weren't mad, but you were disappointed." Ah, he goes, yeah. and that was always worse. That is worse. <laughs> I'll said, never forget the day my father told me I'm disappointed in yes. you. I was crushed. I was crushed. Well, we have a new law going into effect August 1st that you need to know about. Now, from now on, spanking will not be allowed in Louisiana schools unless you have written permission from the parents. In other words, you cannot spank Johnny if Johnny, you know, does something evil in class unless you have a written note saying you're allowed to spank my child. I thought it was already like that. They tried. 
They've tried to make it, and it is illegal in Caddo Parish. The Caddo School Board has already outlawed okay, okay. spanking. Uh, Bozier Schools, it is discouraged, and it is used sparingly, was what I was told. Uh, but it is still legal in Bozier Parish schools to spank the children. Now they will have to have a note from mom or dad to spank the child. If we got in trouble in school, we got another butt whooping oh, when we got home. Absolutely. It, it was the same. And I mean, I remember this. Yeah. Mike would never do anything like that. What's oh. wrong with y'all? He was a perfect little child. No, mama. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they knew. Mom and dad were always on the side of the school. And sure. you too bad kid. I remember my brother one time in Catholic school. God bless those nuns. They made my brother, because he was shooting spitballs and hit the nun. He had to crawl down the hall, picking up trash with his mouth. <laughs> that was his discipline at school. I mean, you wow. could not do that today. Yeah, that's, that's more creative than spanking. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that they would be in trouble for child abuse if that happened today. Here's a here's a funny story. Uh, the last time I got paddled in school was eighth grade mm-hmm. at Lakeside Junior Senior High School by. Uh, a former Louisiana House of Representative Gene Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime we've ever had Gene on, you're picking up the phone going, you I'm paddled gonna, I, my I, butt. I, I'm, <laughs> you're I'm lifting up. Lifting up. <laughs> oh, ow. oh, God. <laughs> Mr. Now, Johnston, uh-oh. assistant principal at Russian Junior High School oh, I bet you've Bossier. been whooped a bunch. I I was intimately familiar with his paddle. He walk around. He would walk through the hallways with that big wooden paddle in his back pocket. Oh my! And he yeah. could pull that out quicker than Barney Fife could draw his gun. Oh my goodness! I they they paddled um, in the Catholic school. I don't remember paddling in public schools in high school. I never. I I was never. I didn't paddled. get it in high school. No, I. But I, I did. Never, in, I sure did. I never got the the worst I got in trouble was in Catholic school when my skirt was too short. The nuns would make you go kneel in the corner because your skirt was too short, and Mama would have to well, come that bring you make a new. Any sense. Yeah, I know. And the, <laughs> but the but the problem with that is too short. Bend over. Oh, Mama would be really mad because she'd have to bring me a new one, and she'd have to leave work and bring me a new. She, I told you not to wear that dress anymore. I told you not to wear that. But I would always wear it because it, you know. Anyway, but that's the worst I ever did in school for crying out loud. Well, now me, my brother shut my mouth. Yeah, that was it. I just couldn't shut up. Did you? Would you get whooped like regular, like weekly? There was a whooping. No, not weekly. Monthly. But, but it was. I mean, it wasn't an unusual occurrence. And did they tell mom they had to whoop you today? I had to whoop Mike again. No, <laughs> no it sounds like I got beat all the time. No, <laughs> not the case. But but um, yeah, I definitely got paddled. Oh, boy. Well, you can see more on the new law at keelnews.com. Parental permission is now required for spanking in Louisiana schools. I remember I remember one time I got home from high school, mm-hmm. Bossier High School, and my mom looked at me. And she says, do you have anything to tell me? Oh. I said, what? What are you talking about? Oh. Well, the school called me. <gasps> and I'm like, oh, I'm not fessing up to anything. I'm like, <laughs> what'd they say? You know? <laughs> And I had not gotten into trouble. Oh. I said, what? No. There was a a girl in Sherry, forgive me, Sherry Martindale. Mm -hmm. And we weren't related. I didn't even really know her. Oh, my. And she got suspended. (gasps) And the school called my mom. Oh, wow. (laughs) The one time you're innocent. The one time I didn't do anything. (laughs) 
Can money buy happiness? Oh. We're going to talk about that next uh, next half hour. Micah McCarty, 1017. 101.7 FM, 710 Kia, Micah McCarty. Okay, if I if I left as soon as we got off the air, mm-hmm, you how can long does it take to get to Baton Rouge? Five hours? Three. Three and a half. Three? Yeah. What am I thinking? If New you're going 80, 85, and they don't stop you in DeSoto Parish, <laughs> sheriff, stop it. <laughs> where's the Where's the one place, if you're heading down oh, to Baton Rouge? Port Berry. Port Berry. Thank you. Port Berry. Mm-hmm. <sighs> or Crotch Springs. It's not Crotch Springs, is it? I'm sorry. Crotch Springs. I've been calling it that with my kids for years. Oh, it's of course. Crotch Springs. Crotch. I slow down there, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wife got um, in, in stopped in Port Berry. They bring in reserve units. Oh, yeah. In Port Berry on game weekends. Mm-hmm. Because they know people are coming through yes, there. Yes, absolutely. It's it's busy. But the party is 730 tonight at Alec Box Stadium. Gates are opening at 630. LSU baseball championship party. Yeah, they're going to have the trophy. They're going to have fireworks. They're going to have a big monster party. So uh, the Tigers returned home yesterday to, you know, big crowds at the airport. You know, what a group of young men. Just, Mm -hmm. just, I mean, Aaron, every one of them just seemed just classy. Yeah. Just very, uh, I, I don't know. I was just so impressed with this, with this entire team. I know. I know they're great guys. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. Yeah, second year coach, winning a title. You know, got to think it's uh, it's time for football now. A little pressure, a little pressure on, mm-hmm. <laughs> on, on on football coach. Yes, it's time, Mr. Kelly. Come on, Brian. Yeah, one zero one seven F. One oh one seven FF seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Ruben's gonna kill me today. <laughs> I look, I've I've sat in that seat. Oh, I, yeah. I I I I could give Ruben a hug every day. I know. Every time I, I walk through the room and see him there, I'm like, Yes, thank you. I know. He's here. Love you, Ruben. Mm-hmm. Ah. There's you, you had an interesting story mm-hmm. uh on on money buying happiness. Yes. And and look, we know chasing material things does not buy happiness. No, does not no. provide true happiness. No, it does not. And I'll just say a relationship with the Lord is the only place for true joy. But mm-hmm. we we do we do seek things. We live in the world. Sure. And and if you ask, say, does money buy happiness? First of all, manager would be no. But it does it does make things a little easier. It does make things easier. There's no doubt about it. Um, what, did, ha- what did David Lee Roth say when they said when they asked him, "Does money buy happiness?" He says, "No, but it can buy you a big boat and you can sail right up next to it." <laughs> That's for sure. Well, they did a survey. Uh, I think it's um, GoBankRate.com or something like that. They GoBankingRates.com. To find out how much money you have to make in every state to be happy. 
and um, Louisiana's about mid-pack. You know, I wasn't, I was okay with that. Uh, at the bottom of the list. Well, we weren't the, the bottom. We weren't the bottom. The, um, the, the bottom, or I guess it would be the top, where you can make the least to be happy, um, is Mississippi. Where you make, if you make 88700 or so, you can be happy in Mississippi if you make eighty eight grand. Uh, the cost of living is low and you can make your dollar stretch a lot longer. Hawaii, on the other end of the scale, mm-hmm. where to be happy in Hawaii, you have to rake in $195,000 a year to be happy in the Aloha State. Of course, the cost of living in Hawaii is extremely high. Well, sure. Everything to, has to be shipped in you other bet. than pineapples. Absolutely. And they, you know, and the gas prices are higher. Grocery price, everything is higher. Right. Rents are higher. Houses are higher. So what is the dollar figure in Louisiana? How much do you have to make in Louisiana to be happy? And they have a number. It's $98,175 to be happy in Louisiana cost of living in our state is 6%, 6.5% lower than the national average. Now, I, it also had some uh, mumbo jumbo that I asked Ruben about because he's the most emotionally disturbed in the room. Um, <laughs> sorry, Ruben. It's true. That's why, that's why he has the prescriptions he has. It says that the dollars you make can contribute to your emotional well-being. So I asked him earlier off the air, you weren't in here, I said, if you, if you made a, if you were a millionaire, would you be emotionally more stable? I would be a lot less depressed after my $400 trip to Walmart yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but you were replacing lost food, too, weren't you? Or were uh, you? No, not really. This was... This was You're this, just feeding a teenager. I'm, feed, I'm feeding a 6'6", <laughs> six six, 300-pound teenager. Monster. Yeah. yeah. $400 a week. Can you imagine? A week? It's close. Close. Can you imagine? This, this wow. was a, this was a big one, but usually it's it hovers around three hundred. Yeah. Uh, so we need we need Ruben to make more money so he can be more emotionally stable <laughs> because he's a time bomb over there. Ruben's like, okay, I, I go with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was surprised the number was that high. I thought it would, you know, it's close to six figures. Yeah, that is. That is, you know, that is rather high. Because I thought our cost of living is pretty reasonable. I thought you'd find us in the 80s, maybe, maybe even lower than 85. Because you, know? you hear with the, with the, with the money that somebody's paying elsewhere, mm-hmm. if they came here, I could have a mansion for what I pay where I am. Absolutely. I could, you know, my home could be huge. Other states at the top of the list where you had to make, you know, well over six figures, of course, Massachusetts, New York, California. Yeah, they, but you, you wouldn't have those. Yeah. I'm, who wants to live there? No. I you don't. know, really. Hawaii would be nice if you made that much money. You have to make, you know, well over almost 200 grand. What about Ireland? How much would I have to have in Ireland? I'm not sure. Ireland was not on the list. I need to look at Ireland. I want to buy a pub, live above the pub. (laughs) You can see the full details and check every state. Keelnews.com. How much cash do you have to have to be happy and does it really matter? 101.7 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Earlier we were talking about this bus stop downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We haven't we haven't talked about that lately. This this 
I, this is this just aggravates me. It's kind of in the weeds, but yet the symbolic nature of it is not. Um, federal government gave us grant money to build some bus stops. You know, covered bus stops, people can get out. We we had a couple of hearings to decide where we're going to build them. We built one in the 200 block of Texas Street with federal money right in front of the Styles Bar. Texas now that's at the Spring. corner of Texas and Spring. Mm-hmm. As you're coming off of the Allen Bridge, OK yeah. Allen Bridge, right. Barkowski Bridge. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Barkowski? Bukowski. Bukowski. Yeah. And it's, it's right there to the left, county mm-hmm. corner from the bridge. In front of Styles Bar. They had some hearings. As Sportrans director told the council yesterday, there was no objections to that location. Uh, that's where Sportran determined it was best to be. So they built it there. Well, now the Styles With Bar. With federal funding. Federal money, not city money. They had federal grant money. Right. Well, now the uh, the owner of Styles Bar does not like it there, nor does he want it there, and has asked that it be moved about 15 feet west. Um. The Sportran director said, you know, this sets a dangerous precedent if we do this because the city would have to spend the money, five grand, to move it. It's not federal money to move it now. It's city money. Um, and what if other business, what if you move it 15 feet in front of another business that says, hey, I don't want it here either. Right. Um, what if a business on Uri Drive says, I don't want it here. What if somebody across from Walmart where there's a big bus stop says, I don't want that Walmart bus stop there. We're going to now start just moving Move it. Because one business owner doesn't want it. Does it set a legal precedence? Or if that, you're a friend of a city council member? Yeah. If if you know, if that's your buddy. And, and Alan Jackson brought it to the council in ordinance. Um, that's not even his district. That is Gary Brooks's district. Right. Um, Gary said he didn't even know about it. He didn't hear concerns from the Styles Bar that they went apparently straight to Jackson with it. Um, he proposed the ordinance. He got it passed. Four to three. Butcher, Talaferro, and Brooks voted against it. Four to three. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Yep. And um, it had passed, and now it's going to be moved 15 feet away. The mayor could veto it, I guess, if he chooses to get in this fight. And he's a lawyer, so he knows about legal precedents. Because if I'm a business on Uri Drive, the next thing I do is I go, hey, I want mine moved too. Move it. Just out of print. Just, just, out of, just right. to take you to court. Just to say, we're going to court. You move this one. Why are you turning me down? I don't like it in front of my business. It's a distraction. They leave carts here. They leave trash. They leave right. cigarette butts. I don't want it in front. Of, I don't want to have to clean this up every day. I'm tired of it. Move it. And then you have no, you have no legal leg to stand on. Right. If you've already moved the one downtown. Right. Now the problem with this is this was all kind of done before Gary Brooks got on the council. It was all done last year when Levette Fuller represented the area. I called Levette Fuller to ask about the hearings and all that because the uh, Sportran guy acted like there were no complaints about this location prior. Miss Fuller indicates there were some concerns about the location of it that were raised. Um, so we need to get to the bottom of that. You know, were there issues before and did they just say, uh, no, this is where it's going. Get over it. So we'll see. More to it. Coming mm-hmm. up, Mike and One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Cattle Parish Corner, Dr. Todd Toma joining us this morning. Todd, good morning. Thanks for talking with us. We appreciate your time. 
Uh, no problem, Mike. Nice to hear from you guys. We uh, we know it's hot. We had somebody yeah. yesterday. Over the weekend, yeah. Mm-hmm. O- over the weekend. Just confirmed, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that, what, I don't, uh, Aaron, Todd, you did the you, news story. Yeah, I know it, he, he was found on, near Fairfield, is that right? Yeah, near Fairfield and was a Bozier man, correct, Todd, that uh, died apparently from heat-related causes, correct? Yeah, this is uh, the second one that we've had so far. Um, the other one was out in the parish, and these are these are not these are people you know under sixty five. Uh, this one's under fifty, correct? They, these are people you correct. wouldn't expect this would be a, a problem for, but it is. Yeah, it's not really an age related problem. I mean, it, it, it is more common in the very very young and the very very old. It can happen to anybody. Your phone's breaking up a little bit. Can you give me, um, Dr. Toma, can you give me kind of some early warning signs for if you need to get out of the heat, if you need to drink water? What do we need to look for? Uh, I, I apologize if we have a bad connection. Aaron, it's a, it, it's a spectrum of diseases, and um, it can run anywhere from, from just prickly heat uh, to, to heat cramps up to heat exhaustion and heat stroke. Needless to say, heat exhaustion and heat stroke are the are the really bad ones. Um, heat exhaustion is people feel like they have the flu. They have headaches, body aches, uh, uh, muscle cramps. Uh, they may not sweat very well. They start to get nauseated and fatigued. And that's an early warning sign that you're having a heat-related illness. And in situations like that, you need to take care of yourself and, and fix the problem. You need to be in a a cool, well-ventilated space. There needs to be a, a fan going. You can uh, wet down your clothes and put cool clothes on or get in a cool bath of water. Um, you want to wear light cotton clothes and, and make sure ceiling fans or box fans are on to try to keep yourself cooled down. On the other side of that, heat stroke is a sudden medical emergency. That's the one that ends up killing people. What happens is your body can no longer dissipate the heat, and the heat rap- rapidly rises up to 106, 107, 108 degrees. And and a lot of times you may not have a lot of warning signs when that's happening. And mm. people have a, a sudden loss of consciousness. They may have seizures. Um, they lose. They, they pass out. That's a medical emergency, and most of the time you're you're relegated to other people helping you. You call 911, you cool the body down, you put some cool water on it, uh, you get them out of the direct heat as you can while you're waiting on the medical people, and and that's the one that's a, a dire emergency. That has to go to the emergency department, get the temperature lowered very quickly, or people die. Yeah, if you stop sweating, that's when you have the real mm-hmm. problem. That's one of the classic signs, but it's not necessarily true. That You can have what's called exertional heat stroke. That's the one where you see people that are playing tennis and exerting themselves on hot days on asphalt surfaces, and, and all of a sudden they'll just drop down. But they may still be sweating at the same time. But the traditional heat stroke is, yeah, people stop sweating. When we get a heat index up to 110, 115, how long is too long outside for someone who's not accustomed to it? I mean, is there is there a time frame to kind of watch out for? There's not necessarily a time frame. Um, people that, that stay out of there a long time are acclimated. People in the south are, are acclimated to the heat. So we don't actually see as many heat strokes down here in the south as they have up north because those people aren't acclimated. 
Um, people who work outside all day, et cetera, are, are less prone to having something like this happen. But people who who are dehydrated, uh, people who are, are hung over after, a, after a, a week, a night out or something, mm-hmm. people like that are at high risk. There are other people that take certain medications that, that make people at higher risk. They're, they're mostly psychiatric medications um, that make them at higher risk. But, you know, people who are prone to it, like I said, the very, very young, if you don't take a child out in this heat, the, the very old people who aren't acclimated should stay out of it completely. People who are, are not as acclimated but have to go out for whatever reason need to wear light-colored cotton clothes, adequately hydrate, drink plenty of water, try to avoid direct heat because they are at risk. And people think, well, on a hot day, nothing better than a cold beer or even a cold glass of iced tea. Mm -hmm. But those aren't actually the best things to drink because they're diuretics. Is that correct? Well, they're not necessarily bad. But, yeah, uh, they're predominantly water, and you can hydrate a little bit with them. But, yes, the caffeine and the alcohol can act as a diuretic. You won't actually lose water, but you won't gain as much water as you as if you just drank water, good, cool water. Doc, uh, excuse me, Doctor Toma, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> Almost no said, problem, Mary. Uh, um, <laughs> let me let me ask you this: There is some concern too uh, about this is June. Um, you this isn't your first rodeo. Um, we typically don't see this kind of heat, excessive heat, and we're going through a few more days of it of uh, this early. Do we? Am I wrong? No, you're you're right. Um, we do get it every year, not necessarily in June, but you know, people get at risk when the temperature starts getting up around you know seventy five, eighty degrees. Um, it's just a higher risk when the temperature gets up to a hundred or a hundred, you know, a hundred and five. What we see sometimes, uh, the risk gets higher. But heat related illnesses happen before the temperatures get anywhere near that point. Okay, so the, before we let you go, some sign, quick signs to watch out for and quick things you can do to, to turn it around. As, as I mentioned, um, signs that you look for are symptoms similar, similar to the flu, body aches, headache, fatigue, nausea, etc. If you start to have something like that and, and you're in a hot environment, you need to cool down. You need to adequately hydrate, uh, spray a little water on your clothes, take a cool bath, uh, make sure the fans are going, uh, circulate air in the house or outside, and get out of the direct heat. And check on your neighbors and the elderly. Definitely, this time is a, a good time to do that, right? A- absolutely. Dr. Todd Toma, Cattle Parish Coroner, thank you for talking with us this morning. Always a pleasure, guys. Nice to talk to you, too. <laughs> It, it 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 always makes me nervous when you do this. I'm not telling you ahead of time. I know. That's what I know. she says. I know. One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. I don't need help looking like an idiot. I can do well enough on my own. By the I'm way. gonna let you do part of my work that I normally do. Okay. And I didn't want to do it last week because I was waiting for the LSU baseball team to win the championship. Um, because okay. now that baseball is over. What are we now thinking about? Football. Mm-hmm. It's football. Mm-hmm. Ready. So every year about this time, maybe a little later, oh, yes. I go and I make my predictions for what games LSU will win. Okay. This year, I'm going to let you help. 
Okay. Okay. We're going to make our predictions for what LSU will do this year. Who will they beat? Who will they lose to? Okay. So we're going to run through. We open the season on the September 3rd. Are we doing that right now? Right now. So you didn't give me time to look over the schedule? No, nope, because I want you I want this. your I want your organic. I've got don't don't go cheat. No, I'm going to run through look it. it up. I got it right here. What LSU, Florida State in Orlando, September 3rd. Does LSU beat Florida State? Yes. Okay. Win. That's a win. I think. Um, the next week, we host Grambling State. So that's a win. That's a win. Okay. The next week, September 16th, we're on the road at Mississippi State. 11 a.m. game. See, I haven't had time to look through these. Well, well just I just wanted your organic. Let's. I haven't either. I just looked at the dates. That's all I've got. I say yes. We win that one. I so we, we open the season 3-0. and oh. That's good. I'm happy. Okay. Next week, LSU versus Arkansas, Tiger Stadium, September 23rd. Fourth game in a row, straight back-to-back games. Do we beat Arkansas? Hell yeah. Okay, that's 4-0. and Go Tigers. Now the next week, we're on the road at Ole Miss. Ole we Miss. play both Mississippi teams on the road this year. So we're at Ole Miss September 30th. We win that one? Sure. Okay. You're going with a win, so we're five and zero. Oh. Now on October seventh, the next week, man, this is six straight weeks, isn't it? At Missouri, Mizzou. Should yeah. we beat? We should beat yeah. Mizzou. Oh yeah, we should. Yeah. So we're what six and zero oh now? Right. We start the season six and zero. Oh. October fourteenth, them Auburn Tigers roll into town. It's a big rivalry, but Auburn, yeah. they haven't been real strong. So you think we win this I one? I think we do. So that's seven and zero. Oh. Okay. Look at you. You're going 7 and 0. Oh, well, well, yeah. October 21st, LSU yeah, versus Army. Army. Yeah, we beat Army. Tiger Stadium, that's, that's... we win. So we're 8 no. We got a week off. So and then we, we, we rolled Alabama. Do we come back and beat Alabama again? We're at Alabama. Tuscaloosa. I don't think so. You think we lose. Okay, we're going to put a I'm loss gonna, I'm here. I'm going to put an L there. So that gives us one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and one. And the next game is interesting mm-hmm. after what Florida, I mean, what uh, LSU baseball just went through. Yeah, we, we take the, on Florida. We're going to play Florida. At Tiger Stadium. Do we win? Do yeah. we beat yeah, Florida? Yeah, we win. So that, that'll make us nine and one. You're saying nine and one. Well, sh- yeah. Okay. <laughs> then on the 18th of November, LSU hosts Georgia State. Georgia no, State. No, we lose. Georgia State, not Georgia. No, we lose. We don't lose to Georgia State. <laughs> You've lost your damn mind. Of course we win. We make us 10 and 1, right? <laughs> Is that true? Then on November 25th, that's Thanksgiving week, we host Texas A&M. I think because we're on a roll, we win, baby. So we're 11 and 1? You're predicting 11 and 1? Sure. Heck yeah. Okay. So I'm going to hold you to this. I'm going to make you, you post it online. Down, right? I wrote it all down. I'm going to make you post it so that all the LSU fans can get mad at you <laughs> when we end up, you know, six and five or whatever it is. <laughs> okay. Well, what do you disagree with? Obviously, um, you think we're going to lose some that I said. Well, no. I don't. I'm not sure. I think one of the Mississippi teams might sneak up on us. Um, Auburn might sneak up on us. Or Florida. I'm thinking we have... I think we well, have... Well, sure. Any of those SEC rivals... Yeah, I'm thinking either, we have three losses. I'm thinking we possibly go 9-3. and three. You're 11-1. and one. 
I think Brian Kelly. I think Brian Kelly really. I mean, this mm-hmm. is becoming his team now. Yes, exactly. I, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. If we're eleven and one, I'm happy. I'm a happy girl. And we go to a big bowl game. We have a chance to go for the national title. Is this the year we're expanding the the playoffs too? Is it this year or next year? I'm not sure. We'll have to check on that. So you got LSU eleven and one. I've got them nine and three. I'm going to go with yours. I'm going to let you put that up, and let's let let's let the games begin. <laughs> so thick. There you go. Ready for football. Go Tigers. <laughs> Still miss that. Go oh, no. Tigers. Yeah. What a one. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. I listened to Dirt Track Trophy Queen <laughs> again. Is that Aerosmith? Ruben, I'm got yeah. Parental advisory suggested. <laughs> Ruben, it made me laugh. It's uh it's a it, it's a goofy song. Dirt it's, Track Trophy Queen. Dirt, dirt Track, track trophy, trophy Queen. queen. So, so someone one day was explaining to me. In their hometown, the difference between the pageant queen, you know, okay. whatever, Miss Whatever, like Miss Wally, yeah, and the and the dirt track trophy queen in their town, <laughs> okay, and the difference. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, I'm trying it. to think of a delicate way to <laughs> one's put this. prim and proper and <laughs> one's not. One's prim and proper. Uh, the other one might be prim and proper, but the judgment is a little different at the, ah. at the dirt track. It's whoever. Looks best in a wet white T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> more of an Dolly Parton attribute, than, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever has the you sexist pig, <laughs> you. <laughs> hey, we didn't vote for him. That's just the way it yeah, was. So, I, so I was, uh, yeah. So I was, uh, I was inspired and wrote that song. Okay, wait. Now people are listening, going, "How do I listen to this song?" We are on all things streaming. Anything you can vote. We're even on YouTube. If you want to look us up on YouTube, okay. Okay, I yeah. I did pull it up on Apple Music. Apple Music, Spotify, just whoa. But it wouldn't it? go to the next song. I have to go and start each one. It's really weird. I have no I don't idea. know what. I yeah, know I what's going on there? Couldn't figure that out. <laughs> I don't. I don't because I'm Apple mowing, music. and then I have to go back over to the phone at the table and yeah. hit the next song. And <laughs> right, like, exactly. This gonna work. Oh Lord, have mercy. Oh possum, where art thou? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's us. We're playing in How'd long. How'd you come up with that name? It, we had a list, and that was just the funniest one on the list. <laughs> we had a list of names. Was there like, was some you, alcohol involved, I bet. Uh, probably a little, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, we we will be in uh, Longview at the Memphis Bar this Friday. At nine, we're opening okay. for the three blue teardrops. We're we're opening for the guys who used to open for uh oh what were the the stray cats? Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, you're getting big time. Oh yeah, we're big time in it at the Memphis Bar uh, attached. It's it's basically the bar at the Super Eight Motel. In oh Longview. man! Which, which we got a room. Yeah, <laughs> thank God, because otherwise you'd be in the jail. Yep, yep. <laughs> we got bail money set aside. We'll, we'll, we'll be shoot fine. me a text. I'll help Absolutely. you. Absolutely, yeah. I you. love it, Doctor. Uh, no, actually, Richard Lowelling from the Weather Channel uh, talked to us about the this extreme heat that we're experiencing, and uh, find out what he has to say after the break. Micah McCarty. What?
1017 FM 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, uh, meteorologist Richard Llewellyn from the Weather Channel joining us this morning in this excessive heat. Richard, thanks for talking with us this morning. Good morning. How bad is it going to get today? How, how hot for the temp and then the um, the heat indices? Well, we're looking at temperatures today around uh, 101 today. So factoring factor the humidity, and we're probably talking about a heat index around uh, 108, 109 degrees today when you factor in the humidity. Uh, we're just going to be uh, one shy of the record, uh, which was set back in 2009 of 102 for this date. And uh, we have a chance to see a record high temperatures all the way through the end of the week. 103 is our expected high for tomorrow and uh, 102 again on Friday. And we'll be near the century mark on Saturday. I think by the end of the weekend, we will start to see a little bit of a reprieve from the heat. But it's still going to be pretty hot all the way through July 4th, the way things are looking right now. We're not even into July as we head into July and August. Uh, is this is this pretty much what we're going to be looking at for the remainder of the summer? I think we're going to be edging a little bit above the averages. I was just looking over the, the data from the Climate Prediction Center trying to get an idea of what we can expect here in the Arklatex, at least for the next uh, 30 days. And right now they're saying that temperatures are going to continue to run slightly toward uh, above average. So, you know, if average is in the low 90s, you know, that we normally see this time of the year, low to mid-90s for actual temperatures, we'll probably look at that or probably just slightly above average. Uh, for temperatures as we uh, move on uh, through the rest of this month and on into the month of July, the way things are looking right now. And I was looking at how many 100-degree days on average we get here in Shreveport a year, and we get six. Uh, We have over 87 days, though, that are above 90 degrees. And I was just crunching some numbers to see how many 90-degree days we've had so far just in the last two months, and we've had 29 so far. So we are well on our way to getting to that to 87 number to get us to an average summer, you know, so, you know, the, we're, we're definitely getting there in regards to what we normally see. This is kind of unusual to see this extreme heat for a large expanse of the country. Like we're seeing right now, you know, right now the, the, the ridge basically extends from New Mexico and all of Texas across Louisiana and the Gulf coast. And it looks like it's going to expand further eastward as we move on through the next couple of days, eventually getting on over into Alabama and Georgia and the Carolinas as we move on toward the start of the long holiday weekend coming up. Richard, you know, we we typically tell people that are new to this area, you know, when they get here in the spring, we're like, wait till August. Um, Richard, sure. Richard, it's June. Yeah. Um, we're not, well, yeah. yeah. We typically don't get this of- hot in June. Yeah, that's right. Our hottest day on average is August 12th here in Shreveport. So we still have a long way to go to get to August 12th and and our hottest day of the year here on average. So, you know, we've got a long way to go. This summer is going to last a good while the way things are looking, you know, in regards to temperatures, you know, in regards, you know, so far, you know, last this month so far, just calculating the number of days. We've had 22 days so far where temperatures have been 90 degrees or greater. So, you know, this is kind of what we, you know, we're just in store for a long, hot summer. And, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, you know, more triple-digit heat coming as we get further into July and August. But, you know, kind of unusual that we're getting it this kind of early in the season in regards to things, you know, when we're already talking about record-high temperatures for 
several days coming up at the end of June, you know, this is kind of an indication of what the summer could be like, mm. you know, a little bit later on. So kind of get ready, make sure your air conditioners are working and, and keep, uh, you know, make sure that you're doing all the things that you can to keep cool. Make here sure we have power. Be, <laughs> yeah. Make sure, yeah. The good news about that is I was looking at the, the storm track and it looks like, you know, the, the way this ridge has bubbled up, into southern Arkansas and southern Oklahoma right now. It's taking the storm track further to the north of us now. So I don't think we're going to see much in the way of any shower or thunderstorm activity until we start to break the back of this heat wave late in the weekend. And I think that's will be our next chance that we'll see an afternoon shower or storm in here. I remember a T-shirt years and years ago in New Orleans in a shop down down in the in the quarter, and it said, it's not the heat, it's the stupidity. But and we laugh about the humidity, but it really does make a huge difference. You know, when you're in Arizona and it's 97 degrees, it doesn't feel like 95 degrees here. The humidity really is a factor in in what we have to watch out for. Yeah, I grew up on the Gulf Coast myself, and you know, and when you're dealing with you know dew points that are in the you know upper 60s and low 70s, and you're talking temperatures that are you know, in the upper 90s and low 100s, it just makes it just feel even worse in regards to, you know, the way that the air feels. It feels thick and sticky, and it's just a terrible feeling, you know, when you're dealing with those higher dew points, you know. And that's what we're going to be dealing with here for the next couple of days. At least we don't have any rain to deal with. The rain would be great if we, you know, if we could get some. Mm -hmm. But usually if, if we get rain this time of the year, it comes with the other side effects, strong winds and lightning, which you don't want those in these type of temperatures when you're going to be looking at several days of triple-digit heat that's going to be sticking with us, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the that's the, wor- the worst part about this. I mean, if it was New Mexico and Arizona or even West Texas where dew points are in the single digits or 20s, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a different ball game in regards to that. One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarthy. I want to start talking like this. Bitbox dot com. Bitbox dot com. You know, I want to. I want to go back to our segment. You you think the LSU Tigers are going eleven and one? You're going to work uh, on that post. Yeah, I'm, I'm an optimist. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm thinking nine and three. By the way, the expansion Yours is probably more realistic. I know. I know. We will slip up here or there. The the expanded um, playoffs begins in twenty four. Yeah, so ne- that's what I was yeah, thinking. Next, for what next it's worth. year, we do have a need in our community right now. Let me just give you a heads up. Um, the group called Basic Necessities is they operate a diaper bank in town, and they the shelves are empty. So we need diapers. If you can drop off some, obviously, don't say this out loud, Aaron, new diapers. Did I just say that out loud? I'm sorry. They need new diapers. Well, who would donate? I know. I didn't need to say that. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm you, sorry. you may donate a package that's been opened. That could be it. Yeah, need, okay. that's okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Highland Center right there on Olive, 520 Olive. They need them from, you know, newborn all the way through the toddlers that are running around in the, what do you call them, pull-ups. If you can help, Ruben, drop what them do you by. Do you, do you have the pull-ups? Hey! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the adult pull-ups, yes. <laughs> he steals them from me. 
It's a three-hour so show. Grateful. I don't get to leave this. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mention that because at some point we will all be in diapers again. No, we won't. Yes, just, we will. But I told my wife, pillow, right? Just, <laughs> over, just. I'm sitting one time at a blackjack table, and I'm playing blackjack. And there's a lady over there who was doing the doing the potty dance in her chair. <laughs> And I said, um, it wasn't her tell. And, yeah. and I looked at her and I said, you know, it was just me and her at the table, you know, and I said, I'll wait if you want to go, you know, because she was on a hot streak and you never leave a table on hot streak. She goes, right. I can't leave the table. And um, I said, I get that. She goes, I got a depends on. No. She's at no. the blackjack table with a freaking depends on because she wants to pee her pants. And admits it. And admitted it to me uh. in the deal. I'm, I'm sitting there going, are you serious? <laughs> I said, cash me in. I pushed my chips in. I said, cash me. I'm not sitting at the table with somebody that's got pee-pee it's in their pants. Peeing in their pants right next to you. And God forbid it's more than pee-pee. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like, come no, on. No, what do you mean? I'm sorry. <laughs> Ruben, edit that out of the network feed, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, get it out of the network feed. <laughs> Will you? Sure. God bless. Uh, people are, some people are disgusting. Oh, you think? That's just gross. But if you can help, they need diapers at Basic Necessities right there at the Highland Center, 520 Olive. These are for kids. We don't need Depends. We need and baby look, diapers. And look, by the, I'm not making fun of somebody if an adult needs yes. a situation like that. We're not making fun no, of somebody we're that absolutely. needs. We're making fun of somebody at a blackjack table who wants to well, put yeah. one on. I'm because damn sure making fun of you. Because you're on a hot streak, so you're going to pee your britches. Good Lord. By the way, we got a message. We were talking about LSU, and it says, Question on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. I realize y'all are big LSU fans. However, just an hour away is tech. We love tech. Why isn't more love given there? It's an awesome college. Mm-hmm. We agree. We love Louisiana Tech. No hate for tech. Absolutely. We we love our, our flagship university is LSU, though. We all got to remember that. But we love Louisiana Tech, too. No doubt about yeah, it. Of course. Centenary, too, is going to have football soon. Them dogs. I'm excited about centenary football. Centenary football. You know, at one time they were national champions. Yes. Centenary football. I know it's unbelievable. That, so I'm excited. Funny. It, I hate to diminish the LSU baseball loss by already talking football, but you know, once baseball's over, man, it's football time. It's LSU football baseball time. win. LSU baseball win. You're right. Yes. yes yeah. yeah. National champs having a big party tonight, seven thirty, Alec Box Stadium. If you want to move on down to Baton Rouge and enjoy it. You got time. Got time to make mm-hmm. it. 1017 FM, make it.